When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. How are you guys doing? Hey, today's episode is sponsored by MindBloom. We have a few things to go over. Actually, you know what? Who has some big major talking points? is going to be Willie. Yes, Willie is still with us. He's wearing a fantastic-looking shirt and a beautiful beard. Yeah, this is my go-to shirt. If you watch my YouTube, at least 80% of my videos are wearing this shirt. Good. It yeah. looks like it's uh, clean, at least. It's clean, but it's a bit um, bit sunburnt. <laughs> it matches your beard. Yeah, well, exactly. so, so what's, the, what's the deal? What do you want to talk about today? Well, the British became very popular on the internet, then unpopular, then popular again okay, amongst like, the Ukrainian crowds. Kind of like the Germans? Well, they, well, yeah, but now they're popular again. The, the Germans are still not... Well, that's not even the tanks. If they give the tanks, people will love them on the internet. Well, they're, they're pro-Ukrainian side of the internet, which I don't know what the percentage of that is, but majority, I guess. But it got sort of leaked, but incorrectly leaked, that they were going to give Apache attack helicopters to Ukraine. When I saw this, I was like, wait, what? Like, that's a big deal. And then it just went viral as, and they had to turn back. Like, no, 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 we had, we we're never going to give these helicopters. Like, they were never on the cards. Like someone just released this incorrectly but of course it had already been shared everywhere all the news sites all the podcasts we picked it up so there was a bit of a lull but then after this whole debacle we've spoken about in the last couple of episodes about the leopard 2 tanks and the mm-hmm. abrams britain has come out and just gone just skirted around the whole thing and goes we'll give you 14 challenger 2 tanks british tanks which is a big deal like a challenger 2 you know is built in the equivalent era of an m1a1 Abrams. It's a very um, almost like different roles. Like they're still main battle tanks, but the Challenger 2 more sits as a, like an infantry support tank. But, you know, people would claim that it is a better main battle tank than an Abrams, depending which side of the ocean I guess you're on. But these are a big deal and it is the first, you know, heavy main battle tanks that we've actually seen being uh, released into Ukraine. And apparently the crews are already outside of Ukraine training on these tanks. They, these tanks, they're, they're a monster. We, we spoke about the miles per gallon last time. And, you know, the, these tanks are, it's like 70-something tonnes. They're big boys. But, again, fuel usage, massive. Miles per gallon off-road is 0. 0.4, like 0.4. On-road's 0.7. So they're, you know, chewing fuel. What, what comes into your logistics massively with these? But, as well, you know, these still use the same NATO ammunition, as the Leopard 2s. So if the Leopard 2s, if and when they come in, you know, they'll, at least the ammunition type, you're not looking at different variants. But these tanks, these are, you know, battle-worthy, battle-hardened tanks. There's actually never been a Challenger 2 lost in combat. At least to enemy. There's only been the, you know, the only one Challenger 2 tank that's ever been killed? It's in 2003 in Basra. It was Challenger 2 had a blue-on-blue incident and thought it was an enemy tank flanking them. And one another Challenger 2 lit them up. Um, and sadly, in that incident, you know, the little tank was killed and you know, two of the four crew um, sadly sadly died. But I guess that, that proves the, the 
combat worth of these vehicles was yet took another equivalent main battle tank to take it out and even then not all the crew died like you would see in a vehicle with an autoloader if that hull's breached everyone's smoked um as well as you know these tanks hold the longest ever kill for a tank at 4700 meters which is like two and a half miles uh and and, and there's a, a lot to say about these and and delivering 14 of them into Ukraine. And that was, I think, the story that trended better in the media. But I think the bigger part of this was in the same announcement of the 14 tanks, they're actually releasing 30 new uh, SPGs, so self-propelled gun artillery system, into Ukraine as well from, from the UK in this same um, arms package, which from some of the Russian sources that I was reading is a lot more of a concern than the tanks, is the artillery especially with, like, people like love to bang on about, oh, this weapon, that weapon of the West. Something you don't hear about too much is the Escalibur 155 or 155mm uh, artillery round. So it's a guided artillery round. And these rounds have apparently been making a massive splash. You know, there's a, probably a pun in that somewhere. <laughs> I was just yeah. figure. But probably a massive splash, you know, on the front line. And this is actually more fear than a lot of those vehicles coming in. Uh, and, you know, it's American NATO ammunition, so it's going to be bloody everywhere. It can go in these vehicles. And and th- this is a big deal because there's 30 of these. And, and a lot of people, to the untrained eye, these AS-90 self-propelled guns or wheeled guns, whatever you want to call them, they, people would probably look at them and call them a tank, but they're, they're not. Um, but they're a devastating effect. Those, those artillery pieces, they're devastating. So that, that's, that's really the big... The big stuff with that is the tanks, the new guns, and... So no helicopters? No choppers. None. No helicopters. But, like, at the end of the day, to deliver Apaches, you're not just training a few people. You It's not even a similar platform to anything Ukraine has. They'd have to have, like... The fuel supply. Fuel supply. But the the mechanics. It's it's not like... like, The pilots. I'm not a tanky, but, like, at the end of the day, if you can drive one tank, you're probably used to driving this. It's like you can drive one truck, you'll drive another truck. It'll be different. Things will be different, but you're still driving a heavy armored tracked vehicle but helicopters that's going to be a completely it's it's why america has not supplied f-16 aircraft to ukraine was initially it was we don't believe that we can actually train these guys in the amount of time which i guess buys into well the americans didn't think that ukraine was probably going to actually last this long because the silly thing of it was it's going to take us one year 18 months to train these guys to any standard like, we're not going to bother doing it. Well, if you did bother doing it, by now you'd have F-16s in the sky. Well, the Ukrainians actually just got into Oklahoma. Into Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah, for the Patriots. Yeah, oh, for the Patriot systems, yeah. yeah they just just got in Oklahoma, Yeah, and they're doing that whole... I don't know how long... I would assume they're at least going to give them a couple of weeks of training. I've heard I, that I, the I Patriots are incredibly complex to use, but yeah. yeah, I've seen that as well, that just in Oklahoma, the Ukrainians are the Patriot Air Defense, which is a very high-end air defense system, and we know that it's good because we've seen it work where, you know, we've seen on both Russia and Ukraine that the S-300s and particularly the S-400s are not as good air defence systems as we thought. It's not that they're a proven air defence system. You know, they, they do work, they are deadly, they are dangerous. Are they unbeatable? Obviously not, because we've seen things absolutely slip through the Ukrainian air defence of the S-300s. And those airfields where... You know the nuclear bombers are held for Russia. They're know. surrounded by S three and S four hundred systems. I don't know how that even happened. And there was a nineteen seventies era yeah. drones get through those systems. That's the bigger concern. If I was the Russians, I'd be going, "Hey, I don't, I don't care that one of our planes got blown up. 
they've flown something that is not stealth. It's not going to be ground based. It, you know, they've flown something a thousand kilometers, you know, six hundred miles, through multi multiple layers of air defense, not just one or two. They, they've gone through multiple layers, and it's hit something. That's a big deal. Like that airfield base so is, would be even then, like you, the an older vehicle like that, modern systems. It, for it to leak through, and I know some of them say, "Well, that it hit it, and you know the remnants hit the plane." It doesn't matter. It was allowed to fly a thousand kilometers and then taken down. It's a, it's a big problem. It's not my problem, but it is their problem. Which I don't. I'm, I'm but glad both I, I sides don't a big problem too, because Ukraine's still dealing massively with these with these drones and these missiles coming in and hitting, uh, like we saw hitting hitting apartment blocks and. You know, of course, there's always there's always rumors of oh no, what hit the apartment block was a Ukrainian air defense missile, or what hit the apartment block was uh, out of control Russian missile because the Ukrainian air defense hit them. It doesn't matter. Like like at the end of the day, even if even if that rumor speculation is true, it doesn't matter because well, it, it's so silly, stupid to say because you're like well, if that missile was never in the air coming towards this way anyway, it wouldn't have happened. So it's it's a really stupid point. What are you going to do? Not shoot down the missile? Like it, it's just a ridic- it's ridiculous, just speculation from people. And and even even if there's factually correct, if you look anything further into it, it's like well, why are there cruise missiles cruising over a city to begin with? So it's crazy. But the Patriots, the biggest problem with the Patriots, and I know this, this is part of it is money. Patriots are expensive. You know, I, I believe it's yeah, three, four, five million dollars a rocket. That's what I was going to look up because I and don't remember how much it was. You're, you're well in the millions, and a Shahid drone's twenty grand. Yeah, and, and this this is the problem. And I'm not sure. I know a Patriot. You know, well, say an S400 system, which I'm more familiar with from my research. I believe an S400 can track like five hundred targets at once. That's all good to track those, but you're only going to have a certain amount of rockets. So you might have, you know, in a battery, you might have eight or 10 or 12. It's still not that many. And I think what the Russian tactic will become is to overwhelm these systems. You know, the Patriots might track hundreds of targets, but if they have, because I believe Ukraine's only getting a single battery of them. It's a billion dollars, by the way. It's a billion dollar battery? Yeah, do you know how much each missile four, is? Four million dollars a shot. Four million bucks a shot. It's, it's one billion dollars for a... Patriot battery, battery, yeah, and then it's uh, well, it's four hundred million for the system and six hundred ninety million for the yeah. missiles in the battery. Yeah, so so this is the problem: is you know cheap Iranian drones made of parts of Alibaba and lawnmower <laughs> motors, Le- yeah. legitimately. Yeah. But the thing is, as much as we like to take the piss out of that, there is a beauty in simple, cheap systems like that. There really is. It wreaks havoc. It's inexpensive. It wreaks havoc. It's inexpensive. You can overwhelm that and. You know, the, the, there you go. You, you're but you don't think that the Patriot missile system shot. itself, I don't think that it's going to be going taking out any drones. I think it's going to be, I, if it's if, on that kind of a system, it's going to be going after stuff that's going at a certain speed, certain altitude, certain. Go for air. It's going to have certain parameters that they're even allowed them to shoot. Kind of like the, when we talked about the other day, the high Mars. They're only yeah. allowed to shoot high Mars at certain targets with. Yeah. But if it's, it's going to have to be at a certain altitude, certain speed, certain everything, like. It's going to have to fit inside this one little bubble for them to yeah. be allowed to even send it. I mean, a $4 million shot, well, well, that's what pretty they, expensive. What they should be going for is not like the cruise missile itself. It's the long-range supersonic bombers dropping those. And I've, I've been reading a lot of this. Is you know Those like TU-22 aircraft over there, the big supersonic swept-wing bombers, mm. 
they're the ones a lot of the time yes there is naval fired cruiser missiles yeah, that's what's going to ask but a, a lot of those bombers and a lot of those are they've got like a cylinder in the, it's a pretty cool setup if you, if you have if you have a look at the I'm going to look supersonic it up right now. What like we got? bombers. What was it TU what twenty? Uh, TU something. Just go like TU supersonic bomber, because um, I won't get the number right. TU twenty four, I think. Twenty four. No, no, no. One sixty. One sixty. Yeah, yeah. one sixty. They've got like a big cylinder in them that drop these cruise missiles, and and they've got hard points. So it's incredible what these can actually carry, but they're dropping uh, a lot of these missiles, and well, what I believe the Patriots more more might be doing is. I guess cutting cutting the snake off at the head is if you take down that aircraft, you're not trying to take down the individual missiles. You're taking down the aircraft. So there's no quick fix for anxiety and depression, and it's not finding a new therapist or starting a new exercise routine. Not anymore. Now it's not regular meditation or a better diet. If you guys haven't figured out yet, like life, healing, and becoming a better vision of of yourself in process. It, it doesn't it doesn't stop. You don't magically just arrive at this point in your time. But sometimes you guys need something to unlock your brain, a new way of, of thinking about seeing the world. Like maybe that thing is is guided ketamine therapy for mind blown. Like in fact, Dan, a sales engineer and a real mind blown customer and believer, says mind blown has actually helped him take back and control his entire life. He feels free, and you guys can too. You guys can take control of that freedom. So Mind Blown is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy for people who are looking for a new way to treat their anxiety and depression. They have a, uh, a combined science-backed medicine with a guided treatment plan that is both affordable and fast-acting. To begin, take Mind Blown's online assessment. Video consult with a licensed psychiatric clinician. If approved, you guys will actually work with Mind Blown on your specific treatment plan, and you'll be able to, to have a mailed uh, something will be mailed to you as a customized kit complete with medicine, journal, and treatment materials. After only two sessions, 80% of mind-blown clients uh, resorted to improvements in depression and 85% actually reported improvements in anxiety. It's time to enter your next chapter in mental health and well-being. Achieve transformational outcomes with mind-blown. So right now, Mind Blown is offering our uh, listeners over here on the Speak the Truth side of things $100 off your first six-session programs when you guys sign up right now at mindblown.com forward slash Rob and use promo code Rob at checkout. All you have to do is go to the top of the description, click on it. It'll take you right there. Go to mindblown.com forward slash Rob and use promo code Rob to get $100 off your first six sessions today. Wow, I said sessions really weird there. Sessions. So that's mindblown.com forward slash Rob. Use promo code Rob. Thank you so much to Mind Blown for sponsoring this episode. Yep. I'm thinking about these things, but but are, are they they're not flying these things over Ukrainian airspace, are they? I'm un, I'm unsure. Um, because probably not. Because if, if they're not flying over Ukrainian airspace, then then what you just said is pretty much obsolete. Mm, well, we've seen a lot of a lot of stuff fired in, like the end you, of the day. If the Amer- it depends know, on what I, the, the Americans are going to allow them. That's to what do. I'm saying. So I mean, if will it be able to track it easily? You know, those those patriots will have hundreds of miles of tracking capability. And and it seems that in the beginning of this, we had, you know, it was there to be no attacks against Russian infrastructure, like in Russia. And again and again now, we're seeing more and more strikes deeper and deeper into Russia. And ru- many rumours about a lot of these strikes being done by British uh, drones given. So it, it, it's going to be one of those hard points. Yeah, so the missile that actually hit inside of the the apartment complex, we're going to call it because that's pretty much what it was, mm. was actually KH twenty two. Yeah, which is actually an anti ship missile developed to actually take out like aircraft carriers and stuff like that. So it wasn't shot from, man, what was it shot from? Now that's my yeah, question. I, I reckon I reckon they are shot from those. 
There's know. been more and more of the, that's why Ukraine's been trying to attack that base in the sort of uh, it's the western side of Russia, but like from the east of Ukraine. It is. It's launched from a Tu twenty two. Tu oh, is it Tu twenty two? Right. Tu twenty two. So if that's the case, so now you, now we're going down a rabbit hole. We actually didn't even like plan to. to I'm look, sorry. I've taken it. Taking us way off course. So that's what I'm saying. So if, it, if it's launched from. God bless. Now you're making me think about something. So how far will this thing fly? How far? How, what's, what's the range on this thing? The range is a Tu. Oh, no. The, yeah, once it go, once it once it shot, well, you get it? a lot more range with them, of course, than um, ground based launches, because most of your most of your energy expelled in your in your bloody missile is getting it up and sideways. Yeah. If you've just if you're already at cruise altitude, drop it out the bottom. It's just you know, uh, it's momentum of the plane. This is going with the conservation of momentum. It's already going a thousand, two thousand kilometers an hour, and it can just go from there. It could, yeah, so thirty nine, so it can flight. It can fly at an eighty nine thousand speed. Or excuse me, eighty nine thousand feet. Mm. Flies at terminal at Mach four point six. Yep, that is nuts. Yeah, they they some like you know we 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 all like to harp on about you know the stuff in the Russian army and how how a lot of it sucks and this and that and whatever. But uh, a lot of these like Soviet era designed stuff is nuts. You look at it and you're like those like those Tu twenty twos. They're massive aircraft. Like ah. they're the biggest supersonic bomb. In the world. It makes a B one look small. I got the range three hundred seventy miles. Three hundred seventy miles. Three hundred seventy yeah. miles. So if those, if those are, well, can you look up what the closest point of Dnipro? Sure, I can do that for you <laughs> as well. Let's do this. No, Let's, because if it's within that range, three hundred twenty miles. We know that aircraft is somewhere. I can. In the um, well, give me one second. I got, I got a handy dandy tool. While he, while he's doing that, there's another talking point that's come up uh, from actually the British intelligence. That a lot of people, including myself, have been, I guess, questioning why we haven't seen yeah. uh, the Su-57 Felon aircraft used in Ukraine, which is like the Russian equivalent of a F-22, F-35 sort of stealth fifth-gen fighter. And I say equivalent. Don't jump me on, jump on me about that. We don't really know how good it is. We know it's not going to be as good as the Western counterparts, but it's probably a Gen 4.5, Gen 5 aircraft. We're not sure. But the British intelligence has said that it is more than likely it has been used and is being used in Ukraine. And I guess it, if it is, and they're saying that, well, it's giving some credibility to the platform because if we don't have like solid evidence or photos of it being used, well, that's the whole point of a stealth aircraft. So that's something that a lot of people like me were like, why aren't they using you know, their most advanced fighters yet? Well, according to British intelligence, they actually are. This is okay. I learned a lot just in the last two seconds. Oh, yeah. Once so, you start researching these, man, you'll go down. Oh my you, I did a video on all these a while back, it's and, and it's crazy, hole. yeah. So pretty much, it doesn't really matter. So what what we what you said at the very beginning is pretty much obsolete. So the Patriot going over to try to shoot down a bomber, it's not going to happen. It's well, not going to be in Russian airspace? It's always going to be in Russian airspace. It doesn't really matter. Because you're looking at 180 miles, 220 miles, 200 miles. Like, pretty yeah. much, it does not matter. They're probably shooting it. If there was, I was a guess, it could be down near Mariupol. 70,000 feet. That's it's what I'm saying. Down in Mariupol, they literally yeah. can dr- fly all the way around this whole border, not even be in Ukrainian airspace, we'll call it, like, even though it's mm-hmm. Russian-held area. Yeah. It still would it's be. Ukrainian airspace. It's Ukrainian airspace. It's fine to use that, yeah. But what I'm saying is, yeah, I guess, I guess you would say that, but this is stuff that we, they've held since 2014. Mm. So even in there, we're talking about even if they're not in there and they're in the normal Russian Russian land by, back behind their border, it's still 180 miles. Yeah. So they can they can just 
throw it out there. But for this thing, this 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 KH twenty two has been used multiple times. I didn't even know this. Look mm. at how many times it's been used just in this war right now. Oh yeah, yeah, they use they used massively. They're, but they're I've been talking popular. about this and not even realizing this is the same one that they've been using because they have a KH twenty two and a KH thirty two. Yes, but they actually know exactly which bomber regiment actually shot this one. Yep, just the other day it was a fifty second heavy brigade. They don't know where is that it's at, like Ingalls Airfield. I don't know where it came out. I really yeah. don't know where, where that is, but apparently, um, they've also it's the same one that was used inside of Kirby Raw. I remember when they hit the dam back in yep. September. It's the same thing they did that. Same people that did it. So I guess I, that's the other question. What, what what if what if they just say you know what that they keep hitting? What if the Americans? I say you know what if it's shot from the air, I don't care if it's coming from Russian airspace or Russian ground. Well, that, that that's wrong. Like may, maybe okay because we've seen to loosen up on these laws more and more and more. But if they do that, now we're going down. Now we can go down another rabbit hole. That's a hole rabbit hole. But that will just go absolutely insane. We, I could do an entire episode on what would even happen right then. Well, the I'm amount under, of triggers that would go off on the Russian side of things would be but, but my, this, like yeah. literally not just mind blowing, but like mind melting. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Like they have they have taken out some of those aircraft, but only on the ground with um, yeah. Iranian drones. But That's like, fine. You know, but the, the thing is, people are scared of an escalation. And, I'm not scared. And, I, and, me personally, and, I, don't, I think it, I think it needs to be escalated. Yeah, and get it over with. Well, my my question is though, and this is something you know that, that I guess people can talk about in the comments. Is America is saying we don't want to strike Russian targets with our weapons in Russia, whatever, whatever, because of escalation. That's, that's politics. That is all no, no, that no, is. No, that's politics. But what I, where I was going with it was, well, how much more escalation does Russia have? Nukes. That's oh, it. Okay. Like, if you take that out, yeah. But we've nothing. discussed that the, the potential of that is it's not really. Well, it's, it's not worth thinking about because even if there is potential, it's not worth thinking about because it's just gonna. It, it, we'll all just see. It'll be look, looking yeah, at this done. light for a second. Done. And then, I get it. So let's forget that they don't have anything. But what other escalation can they have? Normal, like military stuff, conventional yeah. warfare. Nothing. So why? So I guess I don't the know. politics of I, this. Yeah, the that's politics. The problem. I, you know, you know. If I if I were to say anything, it's it, it's because America knows if they just keep going the way they're going to do, which we know we are, it's going to maintain just like this. They're literally going to drain every resource the Russians really have for conventional warfare. It's difficult. Yeah, I, that's all they're trying. If they're if that's what they're really trying to use, they're using. If you go with that mindset, then yeah. they're utilizing Ukrainian forces and Ukrainian men and women. Yeah, uh, that, to drain yeah. the Russians' resources that, that is, through that a is, proxy war, which least, is something I want to talk about with you in a different we, episode. We proxy war all day because America's really that's all they but do. If, but well, this is what I see with these vehicles, and this is what annoys me at this war with just bloodshed. Is I I think the West is giving Ukraine enough vehicles to. Maintain. Maintain the front lines and defend bits, but we're not giving them enough to win. To win, which they should. We have so much stuff. Realistically, if we want them to take Crimea, we want them to take Donetsk. If if that's what our government's saying we want, you're not doing that with 40 Bradleys and 12 challenges. It's it's comical what you say. And and this is, you know, if you look at it, I don't want to sound like conspiracy theorists, but if you look at it in these logical terms of like, you're using this to maintain what you do. And this is where. America, I know a lot of Americans, and I, I see it online, are very, you know, um, critical of the $66 billion or the, you know, that America has spent. People have to believe America has got, if their real goal is to drain Russian resources and drain, you know, Russia military sort of budgets down and uh, infrastructure, they've got an incredibly good deal. It's cheap. That is cheap. It's compared if, to our military, you, but it's like 3% or something. 
Yeah, it, it's it, tiny. Okay. America's I'm much, much, like six, seven hundred billion dollars. No, I'm, like, the amount of money that we've spent in comparison to what we're getting out of the deal. Yeah, but the money spent has already been spent too. So a lot of people are adding up. Oh, Bradley's three million dollars. Yeah, they were new. We used them for thirty years. Yeah, and like, like, and, yeah. and that that's some of it. But at the end of the day, uh, and I know we'll talk about this in that in that episode. But at the end of the day, uh, whatever like, there's a figure that America was spending in Iraq. But I, I reckon it was like two, three hundred billion dollars a week. It was ridiculous in like the initial initial weeks of that war, um, and, and you know the biggest adversary to America, you know I would argue China. But let's say before this war we thought it was Russia. That's our biggest adversary for seventy billion dollars and to drain, let's say, forty fifty percent of their forces, and that includes weapons, artillery, rockets, whatever, that's an incredibly good deal for America to take an adversary. Of course, the thing that upsets me about this was the people that have worn the brunt of this and shed the blood for this were the Ukrainian people, not, not a, well, I don't want anyone, I don't want anyone to die, but for you know, America and the West to drain a large adversary in Europe, you know, the, the people that, that did that fighting and you know, I should I should say also take credit for it, but you know, were, were the Ukrainians, and there is a massive element of that. Five point six percent. Five point six. Five point six percent. So we spent five point six percent of our budget, just our just our one year budget. And we're talking about stuff that has already been bought. But you already own, yeah. So, so it's five point six percent. But imagine this: five. What do you reckon the oldest system is that we've seen? What, what's a Bradley? Thirty years old. Yeah, it's been around since. Hang on. So yeah, early so we've 90s, spent I mean, five. So we've spent let's say six percent of the okay. budget this year, just for maths. But that budget spread over a 30-year period because those Bradleys were built 25, 30 years ago. So realistically, you're spending like 0.5, or a lot less, like 0.3% of your budget year on year. That's what I'm talking about. So they're they're it, literally it's, taking it, out the Russians' military through Ukraine with yeah. less, it's huge, with, and, no, and, with no American and lines. In my opinion, they don't want this war to end overnight. You don't think America could pump in a 1,000 Abrams tanks? 2,000 Bradleys and, you know, rehold the border. That can happen. They have the ability. America has the ability to do that. Russian soldiers have the want to do that. But that's not the... It's not going to be the the most... Well, it might be the fastest way, but it's not going to be the way to drain the most Russian resources. And, you know, for, for They're thinking, the West... America's thinking Europe, about longevity here. Yeah. They really uh, are. Yeah, they are. Longevity. They are. But the, the thing, thing that annoys you, me is that longevity is given at someone living in Ukraine. No, I understand. Life. But the thing is, you also got to realize that some people, if you look at it like that, Ukrainians wouldn't even have the opportunity to fight against the Russians right now with anything hmm. if the Americans weren't supplying anything. So it's almost like a give and take. Very, very true. Although the 1993 um, uh, security agreements and pacts between Belarus, Russia and America and uh, the UK, that states that America should be on the ground defending them. You know, those, those same aircraft, those TU-22 aircraft we looked at, Ukraine had all those bombers that were in the Soviet Union. That's where those because they're a nuclear capable aircraft. It's like our bombers. Mm. Our bombers are built to drop nukes, and we can drop other weapons with them. That you know, that's the first line of duty. Though Ukraine had those bombers. Ukraine had nukes, both ground and air based nuclear weapons. So Ukraine had Soviet Union collapsed, and you know we all saw that just went to a shit show. So we had Ukraine, small country in Europe, came out as that, and we went in. Look, we will guarantee you security if you 
give up your nuclear weapons and give up your long-range strategic bombers. Those aircraft were given up. So the aircraft that are, like, that are launching those missiles on Ukraine now were Ukrainian Tu-22s. And, and, but in that agreement, it was, well, if the West ever come to Ukraine, Russia, Belarus will 100% defend you. And if the East ever come to Ukraine, the UK and America will. And, well, the Clintons were had a lot to do with those deals. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but there's a lot of these deals. And, well, the biggest thing with this deal, and people are going to love or hate me for this, the biggest thing with this deal was signed by the Democrats, who then the same Democrats who are in power have been the ones not to now uphold the deal. And that that's... I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, I'm Australian, I don't give a shit. But, like, at, at the end of the day, it's the same political party who has not held up the same deal you pushed through. And, you know, you have not... Well, Russia's definitely not held up their end of the deal. Um, but, well, they, they'd say they're, they're defending Ukraine's freedom, but America and UK also haven't. You have supplied weapons, you have done whatever. But these treaties in place... And, and I, think, I think it's a dangerous uh, line that we're towing because these security agreements... The UK, America, these big powers, man, they have security agreements with heaps of countries. They have security agreements with Australia and, and all around the world. Is it a bit of the boy who cried wolf of hang on? Well, you didn't back them up. Like, do you really think another country, another, like, yeah, Australia might be a different case, but, you know, in the, in the new coming environment of the world, and if we give, oh, yeah, we'll give you our security agreements for your oil, people might just go, well, look, look at your history. I don't want that shit. It's a hard, it's a hard case, uh, but America's playing a long game. It's long game, hundred percent a long game. 100% a long game. Mm. I appreciate you coming on and actually doing this with me. Flying, I'm sorry, I got in a rabbit hole. I apologize yeah, to you. We flew, we flew all the way around around the world for this. We went, did, we did go down a bit of a rabbit. Did you have anything else you want to touch on? Um, because because I don't even remember at this point. You had notes. I had notes. I've got everything. But you, you, you really just stumbled away from any type of notes whatsoever. We stumbled across notes. I think it might be interesting for people to okay. know about these long-range bombers and some of the politics behind this. Okay, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this this episode. We will see you guys hopefully tomorrow with another one. Um, Willie might be here. He might not. You guys let me know in the comments if you want to keep him around. A lot of you guys like him. A lot of people hate him, Hell which yeah. is fine. I like it. All right, I'm out of here, guys. Thank you so much. I'm out.